0: I was born into podcasting.
1: Greetings, my excellent friends, and welcome back to the San Dimas School of Film Podcast. Join us on our most excellent adventure through time as we discuss all genres of film. My name is Tim, and with me in the electronic booth today is Al and Brad. How are we?
2: Good. Bon I'm <laughs> I was waiting for you, L, sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry,
1: You can't talk over each other in this format. It doesn't work. Does uh, not. Uh, we're got still another weird, though, class today.
2: Yeah, it's still isn't... weird, isn't it? It's still I'm still not used it's to right. it.
1: It's just it's only weird when you mention it. So let's just <laughs> let's just pretend it's just normal. Um... Uh Another online class today. We're going to be doing this for a while, obviously. Uh, We're missing Jules again, unfortunately. Second uh, second episode in a row.
0: Jules said to me, he's riding the porcelain circuits of time. (laughs) (laughs) poor bloke. He's not feeling too well.
1: (laughs) Thoughts and and prayers to Jules. Um, (laughs) Let's hope he makes it through this time. Let's all send him Uh, a like. um, (laughs) Yeah, that's it. I'm sure he'll be back fighting fit with us next time. But yeah, get well, Jules.
0: The good news um, is, uh, he sent through some. He's, it's look, it's basically a giant list of logical jewels. So
1: is it? we'll
0: crack into uh-huh. them as they as they crop up. I'm sure True, that there's a lot in this.
1: Well, speaking of which, so Gene Headley, a um, listener of ours, is taking us through the circuits of time today, back to 1995, and we're going to be watching the teen comedy drama Empire Records. So. Um, damn the man! Before, I, before, damn the man! Before I hit the booth um, at the San Diego School of Film, we acknowledge and are grateful to our first storytellers, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the traditional custodians of the land that we are recording on. Hit the booth, Tim. Okay.
3: Gentlemen. We're
1: history yes so 995 i have zero idea as per usual as to whether we've been here or not um i think we, we have to find out. well let's just let's just find out through a very simple process of History with Brad. History with Brad. History with me. History with Brad. History with Brad.
0: <laughs> History with
1: me. You know what? Maybe you, maybe I'll tweak that theme yeah. while we're doing this online. Thing. You know this, how we, this, we
2: have an option to have some pre-recorded things? <laughs> and Jules is not here, maybe We just have a pre-recorded one.
1: Well, that's in All our right. hands, so he's the <laughs> Anyway,
2: okay, good point. Brad. All right, 95. <clears throat> um, this was my first year out of school, so I pretty much spent – the next, mm, let's say, 10 years, pretty much, just really drunk and stoned um, and don't really remember much of the, the late 90s. So, um, But that's a whole other time and a whole other <laughs> person.
3: Um,
2: what happened in 95? We have the Oklahoma bombing from uh, Mr. Timothy McVeigh. The Galileo spacecraft uh, arrived at Jupiter, so it had been going for quite some time. Um, Michael Jordan returned to the NBA we had, uh, this is what makes me think we had been to 95 before. So we had the Canada Quebec referendum where they uh, tried to become an independent country and, oh, yeah. and um, mm-hmm. 50 point 50.58% uh, of the country went no. <laughs> 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 yeah. And the, uh, and 49.42 of the uh, country went, why not? Um, and they said,
3: because, <laughs> because you're oh, annoying we oui. oui. Yeah. Oui, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs>
2: Yeah. Um, What else happened? Uh, Ebola was a thing. Um, The space shuttle Atlantis was also a thing. Um, As you can see, I'm really prepared for this. There was something really interesting in this list. Of course, I've gone back to our normal sponsor of this uh, episode, uh, the People History. Um, Hang on one sec. Um, They're like a fifth member, those guys. (laughs) Uh, Now it's all coming back to me. This is the year. 95 was the year of the Major League Baseball Players' Strike which basically uh, they all went on strike for 232 days and, and ended the season and um, basically revolutionised a lot of uh, the sporting people's pays and negotiations and, and how the drafts and everything worked and sort of legalised a lot of the dodgy stuff because of it uh, over this time. Nice. Um, I was going to say
1: for 230-odd days, that's only like half a baseball season, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, almost. Yeah. <laughs>
0: 232 days. Well, you've got to remember nearly... that's like 700 games.
1: Yeah, I was about to say it's about seven hundred games. You know, each. they do play like what one hundred and sixty a year or something. Oh no, it's crazy! Absolutely, yeah, they do like triple headers. And it's weird. Yeah,
0: um, what else happened in Ireland? Fair, half the enough, game, you sitting down. Good point. Yeah, just watching.
2: <laughs> um, I went to a. Uh, I, I used to live with a um, a professional softball player, and I went to a, um, a Victorian match once. And I was amazed that they were literally sitting in the dugout and, uh, and literally eating and drinking like, you know, just normal having conversations as if nothing was going on, it was not, like, as if they weren't at a professional sporting event. It was the but weirdest thing I've ever seen. Competing in they a professional sporting Like event. actually compete. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. It was the weirdest thing. And then they Classic stopped basketball. at uh, a certain time because the sun was behind the pitcher, and they had to wait for the sun Aww. to actually get down from a certain angle in the sky so they could continue the game. So, of course, while the game was stopped, they just ate some more and drank some more and <laughs> were on their phones. Like and like, This This is literally the weirdest thing I've ever seen.
1: Anyway. Don't, they know, enough don't in, they know not in, to design the uh, the baseball diamond east to west? Fools. That's someone who's yeah, not yeah, for that. Yeah. Well, it was it, Jell's Park. You know those ba- those uh,
2: baseball grounds at Jell's Park? Oh, was yeah. There, so yeah, probably yeah. not really that well thought about. Um, yeah, strangely enough, in 95, Windows 95 was released. Um, <laughs> JavaScript was first introduced. eBay became a thing. Um, the US space shuttle Atlantis. Oh, here we go. Back with the Atlantis thing. Docked with the, uh, Russian Mir space station for the first time. Um. Cool. Ah, oh, here we go. Popular films. Toy Story. Batman Forever. Apollo 13. Pocahontas. Ace Ventura. When nature calls. GoldenEye. Casper. Russian. Jumanji. Die Hard with a Vengeance. And Braveheart. That's the one. And, um... Interesting bands at the time were Supergrass, Weezer, Smashing Pumpkins, Van Halen. Van Halen was still around. Van oh, Genshin, still going. Mariah Carey, Alanis Morissette. That would pretty much sum up 1995 right there. Yep. Um, Madonna was still doing stuff. Garth Brooks and Janet Jackson was still around in '95 as well. So that's '95.
3: Madonna that would,
2: would have, have been riding high from her Dick Tracy fame, I suspect. Sure, because she had no career before that. No, <laughs> obviously Dick Tracy. Yeah.
1: Nah, this uh, in '95 it would have been more of a league of her own. Uh, nah, nah, hang on. Oh, when
0: was league of their Dick
1: own? Dick Tracy was '91,
0: 90 th- I think. Oh yeah, true. league of their own was '93. Yeah. Well, look, Dick Tracy got her league of their own, and now she's riding high in '95. Yeah,
1: <laughs> pretty good, so in league Dick reform. Tracy started it all. It's great. What saying?
2: We we all agreed that she was pretty good in league of, yeah. of her own. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's very good. in acting career, though. All right, All good right, there's segment. there's no fun. So, yeah. not be bothered. Uh, Jules is not here, so there's no fun in, in guessing the, the polarity of the screen. Um, <laughs> 185
1: one to
0: 1. Sure. Do yes. you want me to check?
1: Let Jules check. hasn't got one right. I get it right first time. That's how <laughs> this works.
0: No, I think Brad didn't check, is what we're discussing. No, no he, he did didn't
1: check. He checked. No, nah, don't, it. don't it. check. No, you're
0: wrong. No, you're
1: wrong.
2: No, no. It was 2.39 to 1.
1: Yeah, but that... That with maths, that ends up being what I said. I think, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> anyway, yeah, 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 you wouldn't understand. Anyway, Empire Records, um, Empire, Empire Records.
1: Records. So, how long has it been since we've all seen this? Because it's been a long since time. Nineteen
0: ninety-five. <laughs> yeah, look, look, it hasn't been <laughs> yeah. ninety-five for me, but it's been a while. Been a long I was time. I was worried this was going to date heavily, and there's a lot of things in it think, that did.
1: I think it did, didn't it? Well, I'm pretty sure it did. It I'm did look
0: sure at, it, did. it look it definitely did, but not as bad as I thought
3: fact, it was going to be. Mm,
2: I don't know. It dated in the fact to me that this is a movie that could never be made now. Yes, and, this is true. Um, like, there's a lot of things that you sit there that are just cringe-worthy
1: oh, so behavior
2: bad. in this film that probably was very acceptable and normal for people in in 1995 and especially in the, in Hollywood movie-making industry. But there was a lot of stuff that I was just like, oh, this is just Wrong. Some of these
0: characters are just wrong. Everybody wanted to work here, right? Oh, absolutely. I'd like, still want to work there now. <laughs> oh, no. Like, these guys. Well, they
1: didn't. They barely did any work. Why they don't, you don't do any. Work? Work. Exactly right. All they
0: do is, like, <laughs> play music they want to play and smoke. They just eat. I was going to the say, they obviously and, take a lot of drugs as well, which yeah, we didn't see a lot yeah, of, but they're obviously wasted the entire out. time. <laughs> like, you can I'm see you know you can see why we all love this film because it was like yeah i want to work at empire records it's like damn the man
3: yeah i don't know it's just,
2: i i really struggled watching this like today like really really struggled i just couldn't get into it and i remember when it came out it was like just such a huge thing for like especially you know like you know that first year out of high school blah 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 you know all the thing the music was the the soundtrack still massive yeah, it's, massive, it's soundtrack huge film. Yeah, it's it, and it's very eclectic as well. It's not just one thing. It's it's very. Yeah. It's not just nineteen ninety five. There's there's a lot of stuff in there, and a lot of different genres and styles and so forth. Um, yeah. So it's it's a
0: very broad, a real celebration of music, if you will. Yeah. Do <laughs> uh, <laughs> you like that one, Tim? Uh, no. Oh, uh, well, I sound I mean, like Roger Ebert there.
1: <laughs> sure. Um. Look, the music. I reckon that there's there's a lot of improvement, I thought, with the music. I mean, this isn't my type of music anyway, but the it just all sounded like the Super Jesus to me, and the Cranberries. <laughs> it just sounded like the Cranberries. Well, they just play the Cranberries the whole time. It would have been. It know. was definitely a Cranberries track in there. Where it was Deb, a track Deb was shaving there. her head. That's right. That's probably well, why
0: they were pretty big in 1995. So they
1: were huge. They were big. I oh, look. I don't. Yeah, I definitely don't argue with that at all. Um, but,
0: it's interesting. Uh, I I found this very easy to watch again. Like I agree.
1: I, I agree.
0: Yep. I don't know. It's something. Did did we have it on at home a lot, Tim, or like why have I seen this? Yeah.
1: So much? I, yeah, we did. Um, look, it's a quick fire hour and a half too. Um, yep. So it's it's such an easy. It's such an easy watch because it really doesn't take long at all. Um super. And yeah, like it's, we watched it a lot when we were younger. Yeah,
0: super quotable. You know, I remember yeah. a lot of these lines that we'd all be throwing at each other at school or I don't know. Yeah, the one, was. The there, one was, thing... there was a lot of quotable lines. And like the, the really cool
2: girls used to quote this a lot because I don't know, for some reason it was like, all my, all my male friends just went, yeah, it's a good film. But a lot of my female friends really, really, really dug this film. Yeah. Really dug this film. Yeah. Um, which now watching it back is like, I can't, I can't see why. It does not paint many of the female or any of the female characters very well at all.
0: No. Um, no. Look, everyone's everyone's a very broad stereotype, though. Like, oh, absolutely. Male and female. Like I couldn't get over how many employees Empire Records had. Like, on one day... They just mm-hmm. kept no, but half walking of them through were the working. door.
1: Half of them weren't even on there. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Because five of them actually equal one normal employee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even while they're all there, like that scene, and Mark's out the front, and he's just trying to, and they're all just out the back, just like eh, whatever. And he's Sang just like on the intercom, like help. help. Yeah. <laughs> You're all supposed to be on. Oh.
0: Uh, yeah. This is our second uh, Rory Cochrane Sandemus appearance. Yeah, he was Sleater, Man. Sleater, dude. Yeah in Days of Confused. Days and Confused,
2: which as far as the film that oh. came out in that time, I think he, he was uh he was the the big dready dude or the little dready dude in, in Days and Confused. Yeah. He's also yeah, I mean, he's, in one of the NCIS's or you know, I don't know, one, yeah, of, those one songs, of those those T V shows that starts with a Who song. Um
1: He's shattering yeah. in this, Lucas, just quietly. Yeah. He was like the main
2: character.
1: <laughs> yeah, really shat me. He's just, I don't know. I, th- I thought he was cool when I was younger. But now I'm just like, dude, you're a jerk. Like, I get that in the end it all worked out well and all that sort of thing. But I just wanted Joe to call the cops on him. <laughs> yeah, why? That's all I wanted. I can't remember why I didn't want- he? <sighs>
2: um, I don't know. He stole nine grand. answer that. And they... And they call the cops on a kid
1: that stole three CDs. Yeah. I can't, I don't know.
0: Well, Jules, that- Jules thinks that Joe's actually a pretty good boss. Like he, he is really, he's like super oh, supportive absolutely. of their employees and their time of need. Like he's there for everyone. He doesn't turn anyone in and, yeah. you know, helps them, you know, he's getting by with the best he can. And
3: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, look, I'll throw in the first logical jewels, if you like.
2: Sure.
0: He said, I don't know how legit it is to get a no-skill record store employee to try and fix a high-voltage neon sign on a roof with no safety gear. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 95 it's, it's 95. It's just what
1: you did. Uh, yeah, that, that cardigan would have gone up in seconds. Just woof. Um, That's one of the best logical jewels ever. <laughs>
0: oh, no, there's a better one coming. <laughs> oh, right, <cool. laughs> I've got a cracker. Um, I mean,
1: look, they gave they gave Warren a bloody job after threatening the whole place with a gun. Even, yeah, it had blanks He stole it, something
2: but... and then he came in and, and acted as if he was going to kill people. And they went, you know what you, you know need? What? You need a job.
1: And we're yeah, going to so you put really... your
0: fake name that we gave you on your name tag. I found yeah. that odd because, like, at the end, yeah, he's like there are blanks in the gun that, and the cops are like, oh, look, he's a miner. There were blanks. They can't really do anything. And I'm like, are you serious? Like a dude walks into a shop with a gun and starts shooting around.
3: Hmm.
0: How can you not do anything? Like, <laughs> how is this okay? It, it is
2: the it is the US. Yeah, Their gun laws are a little bit different to pretty yes, much everywhere this, else. This is true. Um, hmm. uh, is there, this, there's a logical jewels on that one
0: that have to be. Mm. I'll dive deeper Um, I found this was like a bunch This time it felt more Like a series Like a series of Almost vignettes Like The plot is pretty loose And it's quite similar in that realm To Days and Confused Where like We're just seeing a day Granted it's it's just a a day in their life It's an insane day Like there is a lot that goes on On this day But you know, it's just, it's sort of just, it's flows. Rex Manning day. Wow. Well, yeah. It just flows from scene to scene. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I oh, like the, the examples I'm thinking there's like, you know, there's the one where they pick the music with the M&Ms, right? So that's how they do that. And then it just flows mm-hmm. into something else. The scene <laughs> where Mark is watching Gua, And full trip is just this like little scene all by itself. Like it's completely irrelevant to the rest of the like. Like Mark doesn't spend the rest of the film paranoid in a corner because he's had these insane brownies. It's just this little scene, and then and then we move on. You know, we move on. Yeah, seemed to be what the entire
2: film was really like. Was just a whole heap of small scenes. With the same characters just blended together to make a movie of just yeah. segments of their day.
1: There's um, a I think, of...
2: uh, like I'm going to compare this a lot to Days and Confused because I think there's there's a, a hell of a lot of similarities between these two films. <laughs> Once and well, the main thing is that it's just like a day in their life, but
3: yeah. Days and, and Confused I...
2: flowed much better than this. Is far yeah. as actually what was happening and and the storyline and the plot. This was just literally just seemed to jump from here to there and.
0: I suppose it's a different context. It's over the. It's out of shock. because it's it all escalated too quickly? Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe. It feels more of a character piece, though. It's like, yeah. let's watch these characters instead of, you know, these characters in situations instead of these. Are, this is the story we're telling with these characters. Hmm. You know, I suppose, and I think it's because it was all set
2: in the one location, and it's basically just a day in their life of their job, which they're obviously very, very comfortable with, working for a great guy in a place that they all want to work at. Um, I want yeah, to work yeah, there. Yeah, well, exactly right. Um, I'm hoping like, JobKeeper think about comes all through. It's a massive store too.
1: It's huge. Yeah, but you think about you think about all the crazy stuff that happened over that day, like, <laughs> I mean, they had, they had all the stuff with Deborah which was full on, mm-hmm. but then
3: yeah.
1: like they literally held a funeral for her, which is pretty confronting. They had Liv Tyler, sorry, uh, Corey, um, like she, like her drug problem came out in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. And then she flipped out and tore down half the store. You had Warren with his shoplifting and the gun thing. Mm-hmm. You had Rex Lucas Manning stole the money. And, yep. Well, Rex Lucas Manning stole the money. Rex Manning doing Rex Manning things, and then you obviously had him and Gina in the copy room. Um, like, and, the, oh, and not to mention bloody Lucas stealing the nine grand. And then you had this massive party that wasn't planned and was just out of control, really. It was, it was literally... As an ex-plant... Just, as an ex It's a no <laughs> could we just throw a party? As, <laughs> look, I'd be more worried as a as a person of law enforcement more than anything else. And look, you you had the guy, you had the guy who is still trying to was a what was that manager's name who was Mitch. Joe's boss? Okay. Mitch. Yeah, Mitch who was still trying to run a business. And reasonable. Like, I I can almost guarantee that half that store got shot lifted while all that was going on. Joe was, was the yeah, guy. That would have been...
2: Joe was the Anthony, Anthony LaPaglia character, you mean? As the manager. Yeah, and then yeah, Mitch, no, Mitch, Mitch was Mitch his was boss. His was his
1: manager. Oh, his, his boss. boss, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Wasn't he boss. the owner? Yeah. Baby, yeah. He yeah, was the owner. Um, but, um, like, all this stuff happened from. I oh, know when whenever they would they they open probably about ten AM maybe, I don't know. Like sure. I don't know if they ever told us when they open, but Yeah, till midnight. Like that's intense. That's it's a big day. That's a lot compared to Days to Confuse, as you're saying, which is pretty much just the last day of school. Well at
0: least yeah, yeah see Days to Confuse is good because it is the last day of school. It's an event day. Yeah. I suppose yeah. this is Rex Manning Day, but it's Rex you know, Manning like, Day, Al. Come on. I don't, you don't. We've just had it, apparently. It's like April something. I don't Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. I don't understand it's like April twelve I don't know, someone or this
1: is you know what this is this is the Empire Records dudism. That's what this is.
0: Yeah. Well see, but this is what I don't understand because I was worried about the Rex Manning storyline coming into it this time. I'm like, this is gonna be bad. But actually Mm. he's the bad guy the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's, April 8th is uh, Rex Manning Day. April 8th, probably. thank you. So so there you go. But I don't know why people would want to celebrate it because he's the bad guy. He's a jerk the whole time. He's a dude. It's it
1: funny, Al. It's, it's it? funny. It no. Funny?
0: No, it isn't, but
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know. It's He's a predator. Yeah. Like at no he's point Prize and, on vulnerable people. At no point in his plot line is he like have any redeeming qualities. Like he's bad. I'm not up. even his music. Yeah, not even his music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His managers, she seems alright. So I've got questions about her. Jane, right? Sure. She seems to know Jane and Joe seem to know each other. I feel. Even though she, like, I don't know, there's some, cause she comes back at the end. I don't know. I got confused by that relationship. Or was that the first
1: time they'd met? Mm, Seems like it. I I don't know. My assumption, my assumption is my assumptions. That's the first time they've met. That's what I, that's what I thought when watching it.
0: Well, that's what, yeah. Well, that was my initial idea, but then I don't know. It just, I just got the sense that they knew each other before that. Cause it's almost like she works there as well. And she, like, she's the, I don't know. I don't know. It was now nah, like, because she worked me. for Rex. Yeah. Cause she's also she, the music we, industry
2: and, uh, and Joe has been around for a while and, and she looks like she's been around for a while. Whereas everyone else in the, in the, the store is basically just kids. So yeah. maybe, they well, do know each other. maybe they've, know each or maybe they just understand well, each other.
1: Well, and he would have been dealing directly with her to set the whole thing up anyway. True. Um, So they might have had a lot of talks on the phone and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, so I don't know. You know who I loved in this? I love the character of Eddie.
0: Why? Eddie.
1: Which one was Eddie? (laughs) Eddie, the pizza shop
0: guy. The pizza guy. (laughs) But who also works at Empire Records.
1: You know what I love? Uh I love him... Giving that mixtape to Mark
0: <laughs> again. That's, that's just this yeah. little vignette of a scene. Like it doesn't relate to anything
1: else because it just like I I loved making mixtapes when I was younger, and I would <laughs> I would spread them out. I'd try and spread my music as far and wide as I could, and I would spend I spend afternoons sitting there pausing and. Changing songs and poor, you know, and bloody recording and making the mixtape perfect so there was no jumps or cracks <laughs> between songs and making it perfect and bloody labelling and all that sort of stuff, and just and listening to him giving take him to the Mark girl you through. liked. Nah, no, nah, I was yeah, no, nah, I was never that brave. So, it, it, <laughs> but watching him take Mark through. The whole thing, like you know, starting off with some classic Like he's thought about it. He's like, I'm going to start you off with some classical. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. Bring you Into this, I'm going to bring in some Floyd, and you look at Mark. Mark's like, "Whoa, Floyd!" Cool. Oh, Floyd's cool. Yeah, Floyd's cool. <laughs> 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 um, I just love that little interaction because clearly they have a little bond, and they clearly, I think they communicate. It Feels like they they communicate outside of work and all that sort of thing. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's just, it, if it, it was it was like a nice little delightful interaction, I thought. The, um, the
2: mixtape is a lost art, really, isn't it? It's like something that just doesn't exist anymore and there's well, I mean, no did, real concept
0: of it. It's did, like a playlist is no. something different. Yeah, like a Spotify playlist is the equivalent now, right? Yeah, but it's so easy. You just, you just add, add, add. There's no art to actually,
2: as Tim was saying, the time, no time involved of actually yeah. place it, the place where it was done. And, like getting and, the songs and, in the right order and building something is, is fine, but the actual exactly. art of making a mixtape is, is lost.
1: And the other hmm. thing you you send someone a playlist on Spotify and they click shuffle, then your order means nothing, Brad.
3: This mm-hmm. is
2: true, you know, exactly right.
1: Yeah, you are setting up a story here when you're setting up a mixtape. Well, you are, hey, you well, I'm are. Gonna, absolutely. I'm um, bringing you in with this banger, then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just let you down a little bit and just soothe you out, and then I'm gonna bring you back up. And then- well, see, I think
0: mm-hmm. uh, it seems like that, uh in general has shifted because now you know, like it when you'd buy an album. You know, that's all been done on purpose. Those tracks are all in a particular order. And people yeah. don't buy a lot of that. those albums anymore because you can just, you know, Spotify stuff and you listen to your, the track that you want to listen to and then you move on and, oh, mm-hmm. what's the next thing? You search something else. You know, there's there's very little cohesion of albums happening.
1: Mm-hmm. And look, I I, there's a lot of us out there that will still listen to albums even while streaming start to finish and that sort of thing sure, sure, um but you're right it's a lost it's definitely a lost thing like it's a like you don't you, you don't put a cd in for the first time and put it on shuffle exactly or anything you yeah, yeah. and the
2: music the music industry has completely changed too i was actually listening to the radio today and um there was this very short snippet of an interview with john bon jovi came on and he was basically saying like you know slippery when wet sold 137 million copies worldwide (laughs) in like in 1983 or whenever it came out and it's like he was saying that if you go to a record studio now or to a recording place and basically say I'm going to sell 137 million copies of this they go yeah no not 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 even Taylor Swift sells 137 million copies of anything anymore
1: like that just does not
2: happen anymore you know. And he was saying that was like that was the difference, the big difference between the music days in the in the early '80s to now is that it was it was if you were big enough, it was possible to sell you know 150 million copies of your album, not just the the single, the album, and that, which is yeah. like you think about that stack, 137 million copies of Slippery When Wet up and see how tall <laughs> it is. <laughs> that's a hell of a lot. That's a that's a tall stack. Exactly right. Um, crazy times. Um, just so you know, Al, uh, oh, sorry, Tim, um, Eddie was also in Dazed and Confused. He played uh, Guy he? At, Putty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. at Party. Guy at Party. Oh, yes. Exactly right. Is, is there a better character for this guy to play other than Guy at Party? White party. Well, he was hang officially on, hang Timecast.
1: Hang <laughs> by I feel, choice. I feel we've already got that. That means we've already got our BTU sorted out. But anyway, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Yeah. One aspect of it. Um,
0: I um all right, look, I'm gonna dive I'm gonna dive into this insane logical jewels here. Uh yep. Pause for theme song. Okay, here we go, Ready. <laughs> when Mitch sells the business to Joe cheap, he is taking a monumental loss assuming... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> assuming here we go, assuming there's about $10,000 in the bucket that he suggests will cover the cost of the business when the previous days taking were 9,000 that Lucas ended up losing. Let's assume that in a weekend <laughs> that let's assume that it's a weekend and it <laughs> and totally totally is roughly 18,000k. That is a year's profit of about $936,000. Off weekends alone, assuming business is much quieter on the weekdays, and on uh, and on takes a quarter of that, it's still making about six hundred and fifty thousand a year. So Mitch is basically selling a business that makes one point five to one point six million a year for about ten grand. What a dumbass! <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? Like I could I could see Jules. In a tweed jacket in front of a blackboard, going. All right, let's just assume. Okay. Okay. He's got
0: the he's got the green <laughs> see through visor on. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Or it's the white. Uh, it's the blackboards. It's the big uh, college blackboards that roll the up. Double, the roller yeah, yeah, that yeah, roll yeah, up exactly and down. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he's
2: like, right. So let's is- just
0: assume. <laughs> And there's
1: a big is picture the of a penis is, right? behind the
2: one that he's pulled down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, the calm class down, goes, everyone. Calm <laughs> <laughs> um, down. The thing is, like, not only that, but the fact that Mitch wanted to sell the business based on a little bit of inconvenience because he, he was just a little overwhelmed at the time. Like, he he's was a little to... overwhelmed because there was too many people to, to serve. And he's like, that's it. I'm going to sell the business. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm out. It's like, how'd you, how'd you become a successful businessman in the first place? And it's Mitch? been, like,
0: and it's a family, bit. Be- like it's been in his family. The building's been in his family for three generations.
1: 10 grand. Yeah. And he's like, enough. I'm done. Thanks.
0: This is too much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> just, it's like he's begging him to take it off his hands. Like, <laughs> you have no idea how much I just hate this place. Oh, oh man. that's a very good point, Jules, mate. So- I wish
0: he was here. Totally. He also (laughs) says, he also says, has anyone mentioned my vasectomy yet? No. (laughs) And uh, he said, I was surprised at the crazy amount of crimes that were committed in this movie. (laughs) Money theft by Lucas shoplifting by Warren drug use by Eddie, Mark and Corey uh, distribution of drugs by Eddie sexual assault by Mark trying to just kiss random women. Yeah. He did. He uh, kissed that ballerina, with the the dancing girl's foot. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Physical assault from Rex Manning, Lucas, and Joe. Uh, assault of an employee by Joe. Obstruction of justice mm-hmm. by Joe. Discharge of a firearm in a public place, Warren. <laughs> theft of a fire, <laughs> theft of a firearm. Assuming Warren stole his mum's gun, he's going DP, Jules. Yeah, definitely uh, did. Uh, distribution of alcohol without a permit, the entire Empire Record staff, and disturbance of the peace by the entire <laughs> Empire Record staff. This place is really messed up. Well, not
1: to, was... not to it's, uh, not to mention it's a not to mention it's a it's work cover nightmare with with um, AJ working on the neon sign without any proper equipment <laughs> yeah, or right. experience. You just <laughs> so told...
0: I mean, look to be fair, it was a big enough day that the work cover guy could have shown up randomly for an inspection.
1: Did he sell a CD, AJ, for the whole day? Did he?
0: I don't think so. He was out in the back drawing for a lot of it.
1: He was drawing for a hell of a lot of he it, was, and first and, he was and painting. sticking pennies to the
0: first he was, was painting out to the, the floor back. Floor for like half
1: an hour. <laughs> okay, hang on. Let's
0: just track AJ's day here. <laughs> <laughs> so he starts out he, the back painting, and then he moves inside. He pretty
1: much. He pretty much almost he pretty much sexually harasses um, uh, Deb Deborah when yep. he puts the Rex Manning song on. Yep. Like he's all up, takes there. his shirt oh. off.
0: Oh he's yeah! certainly, not, oh, he's certainly a, not serving there.
1: That is the most. Not only is that in, incredibly unprofessional, but then yep. Joe coming down and yelling at them all, like in front of all the customers. Like oh, he's yep. he's literally yelling at the customers to stop dancing too. Like yes, he's, <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> on AJ,
0: AJ, when he's dancing, he grabs Deb's hand and puts it on his nuts. You're like, whoa. Yep. yep. Ding. Yeah, another true.
2: sexual assault. Horrific. Yeah, there's just well, there's there's plenty of that. And the other thing is it's like, you know, can we add statutory rape into this as well? Like how old are these people supposed to be?
1: Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, they... like we don't know how old Gina is, and we don't know how old. Um, they're all pretty young. Corey's though. Corey's in high school, right? Because Corey's looking to go to Harvard. Yeah. So they're graduating from high school, aren't they?
0: Yeah, they're. I'd sure. say they're all in high school, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Mm.
2: Is this um one of Renee Zellweger's first films? It's definitely mm. one of Liv
0: Tyler's first films. Yeah, maybe uh, it's it's definitely her singing debut. Um, okay. With sugar high <laughs> at the end, which oh, is yeah, yeah. great. I love that. I I thoroughly enjoy that last um sequence.
1: No, I found that pretty cringe. Did you? Oh dude, she's in she's that in Days of Confused. She was the girl in the blue truck.
0: Oh yeah. Renee Zelda. Yeah, yeah, right. No, 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 no. That isn't that um Corey
2: what's her name? No, that's um what's her name? The girl from Chasing Amy. That one yeah, with yeah. the annoying voice. What's her name? God. I'm, no, no. I'm literally looking
1: at Renee Zellweger's filmography here.
2: Yeah, she she's it was cut. She's not in. She's got. Oh, it. She gets a name in the right. credit of okay. Jason confused, but she's not in it. Right. Oh yeah. Which is weird. Yeah, there you go. Uncredited. We checked that out, remember? Because we oh, she, she came up in, in the credits, and everyone's like, "Did anyone see Renee Zellweger?" Yeah, right. She was there. in Reality Bites. There you go. There you reality go. Reality Bites. Yeah. There's a few films that sort of that roll into this whole um, same thing that it was all the cool girls really loved, and Reality Bites and Empire Records and um, Heathers was the other one. Heathers is the other film. Yeah. There. They were like the, the I three watched, films that all the cool girls loved. I watched Heathers the other day. It was, it was good. I can't remember much of it. Is it? I can't
0: yeah, see that for a long
1: time. Well, like I, I said,
2: I've been
0: I've been on a as my post said a couple of weeks ago, I've been on a, a Christian Slater kick. Um so I yes. went I went and did Heathers. I'm yet to I haven't gone back to Gleam in the Cube yet, but that's next. Um Gleam in the Cube, yeah. I watched absolutely. I watched Pump Up the Volume last night. <clears> oh, which was directed by this guy, Alan was Alan it? Moyle. Yeah, same director. Okay. um which which uh is you know it it makes a lot of sense because it's very music based uh there's a lot of stuff in um pump up the volume that's very you know it's all about the music yeah. and that sort of thing he's always Absolutely. putting putting different tracks on and mm-hmm. that sort of thing so yeah i thought that was that was pretty cool that they were the same director hasn't much since then though
2: No, i have sort of just had a quick look and there's, yeah, there's not a lot of other stuff that I know done a lot of like
0: Z grade stuff. Yeah. Um, but hey, he's paying the bills. Good on him. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jerry Maguire was like the year after this for Renee Zellweger. Yeah. And I would have said that was when she got like huge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There wasn't a Bridget Jones diary before that.
2: No. No, I don't think so. Empire records. No, no. Empire records. Then Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Yeah, Bridget Jones was back in 2001. It was a lot later. Yeah, 2001, exactly right.
3: Yeah.
2: Um.
0: Yeah, her career really didn't go anywhere. Not. um, (laughs) Now she's done very well for herself. Um, Having having been the most recent person to win an Oscar. Yeah, exactly
3: right. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Liv Tyler,
2: what happened to her though? She was like really big for a while and then sort of just after the Lord of the Ringsy thing sort of just disappeared off the face of the earth, really. Um, well nothing yeah, we her in.
0: we don't see much of Liv Tyler much anymore, do we? She yeah. was in Ad Astra. Oh, was she? That's
1: right. She was too, yeah, she was.
0: Um... And I
2: think she yeah, just see yeah, lived off a lot of... Uh, Lived off a lot of Lord of the Rings stuff, which she was awesome in. She she looks like one of the elf characters. Like you know, yeah. if you were going to get someone to be an elf, she she is
0: it. She was fantastic in that. Sure, sure. Did you I see? I was in Armageddon. I I tell you Armageddon. what she was in. I tell you what she was in. Have you ever seen a movie called Super? Super. No. Uh, and it had and I'd forgotten his name last episode too. Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson's in it. Ellen Page is in it. Kevin Bacon's in it, and Liv Tyler. Okay. And it's this. It came out. And Michael Rooker. Yeah, it came out uh, like around, around like Kick Ass. 2010. There you go. Yeah, so, it looks like a
2: Kick Ass esque sort of thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's this like super dark sort of. It's just this dude. It's it's very similar to Kick Ass without the like meta comedy aspect of it. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's quite dark and it's really good. Super, check it out. He it's just this guy who becomes cool. who becomes a superhero with no powers or anything. He's, and his weapon is this pipe wrench. And it's pretty and Ellen Page is his sidekick. Um, it's pretty savage, but it's really good. And Kevin Bacon's a bad guy. Yeah, of course he is. <laughs> Super, check it out. Do
2: yourself a favour This also was This also was uh, Probably uh, Liv Tyler's first Big film So this was probably her She'd done a She'd done a lot of stuff For her dad before that She was in a few Aerosmith film clips Yeah right Which still makes me wonder How a dude So hideously ugly Can produce a like any
0: form of offspring that is relatively quite spectacularly good looking.
3: <laughs>
0: and on one of the, one of the top trivia things was that um, the guy who played Deb's boyfriend who also worked there, what was his name? Oh yeah.
1: Uh, oh, um, Berko. Burko, Yeah. Burko, Coyote yeah. shivers. Yeah. He was he almost was... the most, he was the most useless part of this film, that bloke. Oh come on! He played guitar at the end. He was in the he was oh, in the oh, His voice. Oh, no <laughs> hey, thanks.
0: But apparently, uh, some of like one of the top trivia things that keeps coming up when you look at Empire Records is that he was married to Liv Tyler's mum at the time of filming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really?
1: Awkward. Yeah, apparently
0: that's, that's creepy. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Yeah, was, and there, yeah, and that that age gap seemed like there were definitely all those kids, all those employees were pretty much the same age, except for Burko. He seemed way yeah, older. This, he's,
3: he is. He's, he's clearly 10 years like
0: older, a he's ten he's years like older a, than, than like pretty a, much all the other people in real life. He was born
2: in sixty five. Yeah. Everyone else was born around about in like the late mid to late seventies.
0: <laughs> so like yeah, he I'm, clearly I'm,
1: he clearly um was like that, the musician in the film. Like he was that, he was that character that clearly never went anywhere with his music. Yeah. And is still just. And he's still working in his... a
0: record store with a bunch of kids.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. You feel like, you feel like this is based off um, whoever wrote it, you know, I didn't look that up. That would be too sensible. Oh, she had um, a great name. That um, hang
2: on a sec. Her name was something Heineken.
0: Yeah. Nice. Terry Heineken.
2: Carol Heineken. Yeah. Oh, nice. He- sorry, he- Heikinen. Sorry, Heikinen. I got that wrong.
0: Close. Female written, that's good. Close. Um, yeah. hey, Carol, I feel, like- I feel, oh, yeah, true. I feel like this was possibly written from experience. You know, this person used yeah. to work in a record store, and-, and this character's based off this person, and I had a boss like and this. This is, this, uh, and- uh, this is like 10 years worth of
2: experiences rolled into one film. Yeah, one exactly.
0: Day.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. And to make it seem yeah. like this is just a normal day at Empire Records and, and everyone should go and work as, uh, in the music industry in, in this manner.
1: It's almost well, like they re- sat down and said, hey, tell us about the weirdest thing that happened to your work one day. And they've all yeah. said it. And they're like, right, there's your film. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we held, a, we, had a, we held a funeral for someone. It was weird. <laughs>
2: this, oh, and one, day this dude, that one day this dude came in and shot up the shop. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're <laughs> only blanks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it turns out he only had blanks, and
2: nothing really happened to him. Nothing we like hired him. him. We hired <laughs> him. Yeah, so, so we get him a
1: job? I spent, I I spent
0: a whole day at work without actually working. I spent half the day gluing pennies to the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. Put I that in. <laughs> I closed up the shop and stole
2: nine grand, and then went to the casino <laughs> and, <laughs> and got away and, with and it and lost it all, and then turned up at work the next day and basically expected to not go to jail or we'll be fine. <laughs>
0: um. Mm, okay. Oh, yeah. It's a ride. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, look, I enjoyed, I enjoyed this the other night. It was, it was like a warm hug. I'm like, oh, I remember warm this. Hug. And, you know, and it's one of those films where when you hear the songs outside of this film, you know the part of the song in the film, but then after that, the song gets weird because you're like, oh, there's, mm. what do you mean the song's still going? We're supposed mm-hmm. to skip to this next scene now. Do you know what I mean? Like, same thing happens when you hear songs off the Tony Hawk soundtrack. You know, you're like, "Oh, I know that bit," but then the song starts again. What's this extra bit of song? That's weird. Mm -hmm. No, is that just me? Um, All right, good. I completely (laughs) forgotten
2: that, and I was I was really hooked at the start because you know that uh, the Cruel Sea song right at the start was like, "Okay, I'm in." Yeah. Then then the movie, I I started to remember lots and bits and pieces about the movie and. Yeah, as I said, I, I, I kind of struggled a lot with this. Like, it was just, it was really uncomfortable,
0: I found.
3: Yeah, right. Mm. I yeah, know. it
0: looked <laughs> fair enough. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of slut-shaming. There's a lot of, like, unnecessary, well, not that it's ever necessary, but, like, physical abuse that's just all yeah. sort of taken as part of the film. And, and the, it the characters for... are just acceptable. hm mm.
1: But it literally betrays it almost, it pretty much portrays every woman as absolutely crazy in this. Like they're like all unhinged and yeah. It's like
2: um, the only one that's not is um, <laughs> Rex Manning's. Um, oh yeah, true, Jane manager uh, Jane. Yeah, she's about the only normal person. Yeah, yeah she's actually, like her a and queen. Joe are about the about the only two normal people in the entire. Even though Joe's a bit weird, he obviously loves having those kids around. It keeps him probably internally youthful and mentally youthful, but yeah. Jane seems to be the only normal level-headed person that's in the entire film. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Maybe the police officers, but then not really as well.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and dude comes in and shoots up a shop and they go, Oh, well, we're busy. Uh, there's not much we can do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Paperwork, you know, um, and maybe, uh, Deborah is probably a bit of normal character as well. Cause, um, She's probably the one that's, I don't know, she's obviously got some issues going on and is screaming for attention and no one gives it. Um, yep. so that's probably not uncommon, especially in today's standards. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with the, you know, uh-huh. the sort of, I suppose they're alluding to the fact that she's tried to slash her wrist. She's come in and made a bold statement, you know, shaving her head. She's obviously grumpy. She's mm-hmm. obviously got some issues. And then we start hearing a little bit about her backstory, which is you know you know maybe do you want me to bring your mum? It's like oh good, yeah, well if you can find her, I'd love like yeah, to talk to her. Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose they do try and give like each character its small arc um, of some sort of backstory into what they are. Hers is a bit yeah. darker than everyone else's. Um, you don't get a lot out
0: of AJ. No, um, I don't I'm, think there's like, much to AJ. No, and he plays this like like that whole scene on the roof. Where he's like, oh, you know, when you wore that dress, and I uh, hate that dress, and I'm just like,
1: oh, this is gross. Like, well, no, nah, um, the worst, the worst was when he was practicing. He's like, yeah, you like ice cream, yeah, yeah, you like. Uh, ice cream. <laughs> like oh, uh, Jesus. Yeah. not any of this. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, and it's, it's
1: another so, thing. Like, it's, it's just another example of like. I'm in love with you. If it's not reciprocated, it's like storm off. Oh, girl, why yeah. not? This is ridiculous. I can't believe it. But, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, this entitlement. couple.
1: Can't, can't believe you never read my mind and feel the same. That's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel we'll like do, that. We will do. Uh, we'll do crazy things when we're in love. There. Sure, sure. <laughs> You'll have to put it in a movie, though. <laughs> Make it seem okay
2: it's probably better to put it in a movie than make it real life.
1: It's just weird. Isn't it? Like these movies always go from zero to a hundred. Like it's like, you know, they've been friends for a while and.
0: Well, Lucas says he's been working there for five years.
1: Yeah. I'm, t- I'm talking more about AJ and Corey. Like, yeah. You know, it's like, he's, cho- it's, it's super weird and obsessive that he's chosen this one day and time <laughs> to say all this, you know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah. Like, and if he, you know, if he'd actually, like, if he'd actually gotten to know her, he'd know how big a deal Rex Manning Day was.
1: Well, the other thing is that, but the other thing is that the whole thing ends up with Corey saying, "I didn't know it was love because I'm, I'm messed up." Blah blah yeah. blah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like it's yeah. just, it paints her as it, it paints her as the, the, the bad guy in that, in those two.
0: Yeah, that's like, right.
1: Actually, you AJ, you it?
0: were right. Yeah. I can't believe I couldn't see it. You know, everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it, yeah. It just, just felt really gross. That, but anyway,
2: yeah, it's a, there's just, a, there's a lot of uncomfortable parts <laughs> in this film now that yeah. probably
0: weren't in 1995. Yeah. Well, look. Since I'm since I'm channeling Jules uh, through his you're message, clair, you're clairvoyant. That's I'm clairvoyant. Exactly. In Jules, Bill, and his most excellent friend were
1: killed. <laughs> <laughs> Great reference. Thank you, Episode sixty nine. Go back and listen to it, everyone. <laughs> in
0: fact, I should have I should have played the angle of the cops. Yo. Okay. So. <laughs>
1: So, dudes,
0: <laughs> dudes. <laughs> I totally believe you dudes.
1: <laughs> Get on with it. What oh, right, is
0: <laughs> Well, look, <laughs> channeling Jules. We must be getting on in time.
1: I think it's be. probably
0: Thank time you. for what is my
1: favorite segment. Oh, well that would that would no doubt be Every film has a shared universe. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful.
0: Okay, so if, if I'm not mistaken, you did some homework, Brad. In the no, no, movie.
2: look, let, let's <laughs> not get it out of control. Off, I, I had a thought, all right? That's, I didn't do some homework. <laughs> well, look, right? that's set any more standards than we've had. That I can't uphold, all right? <laughs> 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 I had a thought while I was in the shower tonight and I thought it just came across my mind and I went, okay, this is it. Get a so Empire, Record, Empire Records has to stay open and be run by these kids. Because when Wild Stallions finally get their shit together and actually produce an album, Empire Records, and these kids are the ones that push it out to the people oh that God. start the revolution. Oh, my
0: God. Brad.
2: Brad. beautiful Sorry. You've been silent for so long. <laughs> and
0: you
1: said it was up, like, such conviction. Yeah, oh, come up with well, how can we, how
2: can Argue against me. Prove me wrong. Seriously, I'm going to be that guy with the, you know, this is my story. Prove me wrong,
1: thing with the big smile on his face and a cup of water. Um, you know what? It's almost like Rex Manning is like the end. He's almost the catalyst for the musical revolution. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like people are mm-hmm. so fed up with this shit that it's almost like wild stallions could be could be birthed out of this this situation of, of washed up pop stars and kids wanting to to revolt. I suppose. Um, mm, also, wow. Eddie was at the same party uh, as uh, uh, Days Confused, and we already know that that connects with the BTU as well. <laughs> do so, we? You know, there's multiple or do, connections Or here. is
0: that a, an earlier... Was that pre... Was that, that B-B-T-E-U? <laughs> Days well, Confused. No,
1: well, I mean, I obviously pretty, it
0: connects dad. because Excuse it's a me. movie. I mean, obviously I mean, it connects.
1: There's, there's no pre-B-T-E-U. It's... Just wish, it was yes it was before we started bringing to people's attention. If that's what you if you sure, want to sure. stick, you want to pick on semantics and yeah we'll
0: you know. So, so Jules got a theory as well. Good. I'm not sure it's as strong, but you know, <laughs> Bill and It'll Ted. It'll be
1: entertaining.
0: To- though. Yeah, Bill and Ted totally would have shopped here. Perhaps they were even former employees. Joe seems to hire staff members who are really sketchy. Bill and Ted would have fit in well. Joe even sort of looks. <laughs> Joe even sort of looks like Ted. Perhaps Joe is Ted's uncle and was the inspiration for his musical passion. Lucas may have even given Bill and Ted the idea that the first thing they need is a sweet band name before the band is assembled. That's why Wild Stallions already have a name, shirts and drum skins before they're any good or even a band. Well,
2: he did say that. You've got to pick the name and then decide what music you're
0: going to play. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I kind of like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I can imagine, I can imagine them as like, this is their record shop. This is where they go in and they buy the Van Halen oh, records. And mm-hmm.
2: When they and, move
0: out of San Diego. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So as a result, because they're regular customers and they're known to all the staff, whether or not they work there, that then leads there. So when they get massive and they write the song, this is why Empire Records push the album so hard because they know that they're like, yeah, these, these guys were customers of ours. They used to come in all the time. I named the band, says Lucas in the corner. Like, It's definitely it. You're, you're right, Brad. It's irrefutable. 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 <laughs> Tim's just nodding into like just
2: this absolutely. It's, uh, yeah.
1: it's almost grand zero, you could say. <laughs> oh, wow, well, maybe. Empire Records where it all started. Mm-hmm. This film felt a lot
0: to me like Airheads. Oh, yeah. Like, just in the way it was Uh, shot. I meant to look up whether they were the same cinematographer, but it just had the same vibe as Airheads. I don't know. It just was something that struck me at the end there. I was like,
3: look.
1: Anyway.
0: uh,
1: Ratings? Do we have a do we have a rating
0: from gene well gene requested this he said fella's do empire records and he said <laughs> i'm like we went okay, <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay.
0: <laughs> he said <laughs> sorry mate i haven't watched it again since the early 2000s i'm a bit afraid to watch it and prove my taste was actually shit so oh. he hasn't reviewed it he d- he's got no Dude. idea <laughs> so hopefully we have saved him from going back. Gene gives it a hundred, with no no yeah, official submission. He automatically gives it a Bill and Ted. Yeah, bold move. Yeah. He uh, may live to
1: regret that. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Well Has, he have Ju- done his has Jules way. given? Has Jules given us a rating? Well, has Jules given us a rating? Probably.
0: Uh, I'm just putting he up. Said, yeah, yeah. Uh, He said, my summary, well, this was actually a movie I really enjoyed as a young teen growing up. I always wanted to work there, mainly because it seemed like no one does any work, basically hanging out and doing drugs all day, and and a young Liv Tyler worked there. It was appealing to me. It was appealing to my young and distorted mind. Clearly, reality about the world hadn't kicked in for me yet. There was a lot of things about this movie that I used to love, but now I find really cringy as I realise acting like a douche is not how I like to be. In many, uh, it's been many years since I saw this film and it's a little bit dated. I did laugh at one point when the song Video Killed the Radio Star was playing, knowing that Empire Records would have died a slow, painful death because of music streaming services. I imagine Joe would have held on to the end, fighting defiantly. That aside, I still have a warm spot of this film and I give it 53% on the Sandeman scale. There you go. 53. There you go. Thanks. Thanks, Jules. I reckon I'm probably sitting around the same I'll I'll say 55 for a point of difference. Um, I I did enjoy myself, but it's, you know, it's no Bill and Ted.
1: It's
0: definitely weird. I was a. What? It was definitely a comfort uh, movie. I'm like, put this on and just not worry so much. Enjoy the vignettes. Um, but I'd be much more engaged with Mill and Ted, I think.
1: Yeah, I was a flat fifty for this, so we're all pretty close. Mm.
2: Um, no, we're not. I, I, okay. <laughs> so far,
1: I, um, I loved this when I was younger, big time. Um, probably the same same reason as Jules really said. It's just you know, and the, we've discussed earlier. It's just yeah, I want to work here. You know. It's cool. You get to just play music all day, be an idiot, not work, glue <laughs> pennies to the floor, whatever. Um, but, yeah, look, watching it again, I did find a lot of it pretty cringe. And, yeah, just a lot of the stuff is just like, oh, this is just really outdated now. But um, I think the nostalgia part of it did jack it up a little bit for me. But, yeah, I think '50s is where I'm sitting. Brad?
2: Play um, it on us. I'm 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 much lower, um, so I'm going to say, let's go twenty-eight. Um, yeah, I as I said earlier, I, I had a bit of a struggle watching it this time. It's just it just didn't didn't fit well with me at all in a lot of ways. It was I just found it really uncomfortable to watch now. Um, even g- going back onto the nostalgia part of it and and how sort of popular this film was with, with a lot of people. I think there's, of a, let's class it as a coming coming of age film. I think there's, this is pretty low in that in that genre. Um, um, even yeah, compared to even Dazed and Confused, or you even go back further and go to like you know, Breakfast Club or something like that. It's, it it doesn't hold up to any of those films in the same in that same sort of genre. So yeah, I'll give it the my mm. my low score of what was it twenty eight?
3: Yeah. There
0: you go. There you go. I feel like Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club's a lot more problematic now, but it was a lot older mm. than this. Yeah, yeah.
2: I think I think we can take a lot more away from Breakfast Club. I think, but well, it's a completely different film for a start. But it's just still yeah. that same. It's like it's it's, it's still a, it's a, it's going out to that same group of people that you know. Yeah, it's like that a age
0: group and bunch of stereotype teens covering all. The yeah, races. well,
2: but in are the thing in uh, in Breakfast Club is that you know they're they're obviously supposed to be the stereotype team, so they can get that story across. That, you know, realistically, it doesn't matter who you are, you're all yep. human. But yeah, yeah. Uh, look, this
0: this film but that was that was loosely the the theme here as well.
2: Yeah, it was you know, pretty it was loose. That, yeah, it, well, yeah, it was loose. But... <laughs> it was in '90s, man. Yeah, no one cared.
0: There you so go. Me. Uh, all righty, right.
1: good. Yeah, very good. Thanks, Jane. Um, yeah, yeah no, I'm, gl- I'm glad I was made to watch it again, actually. Yeah, me too. I kind, of, I kind of forgotten about it, to be honest. Like, yeah, was, me too. i
2: completely forgotten about it.
1: Yeah, Like, it was one that I watched so much when I was younger and then just hadn't watched again. And, mm. yeah. um, before we crack on to what we're doing next episode, Al, can you just let people know where they can find us?
0: <clears throat> you can find us... Uh, by searching Sandemans School of Film on all the pod things, I think, uh, and you can get you can email us at at gmail.com. We're on the Facebooks, we're on the Instagrams, we're on kind of on Twitter, although that's dropping off. Uh, yeah, just get in touch. We're not on Twitter. We're not on Twitter. Look, I post the oh, link.
1: It's a dying art form. It's Sorry a dying
0: it. art form. It's all right. Uh, but yeah, get in touch. Give us a request. Uh, or just let us know what you've been watching and what's good and how great Bill and Ted is. Oh, how great we are. As, as far as we know, dating the podcast, as far as we know, there's been no discussion that Bill and Ted Face the Music has been delayed yet. It so... Has. As far as still we know, it's days. still late August.
2: Righto. Okay. So, has there been any movies released in the last two months?
0: No. Nah. Didn't think so. Not in the cinemas. All the cinemas are shut. Mm. Mm. Mm.
1: It's so weird.
2: It is. It's also weird. Uh, there, has anything actually happened in the last two months?
1: <laughs> not, really.
0: Um, not really. So, it's been a while, but I think it's my turn.
1: Oh, we're doing this. So I thought for some I, I was just so used to listener requests I'm just going to do another one. But I'm no, more than happy to do yours, Al, if you wanna Well look I've been choosing
0: myself, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, look, oh, cool. I went back the last film I chose was uh a league of their own. So Yeah,
1: right away. Yeah. Thanks. No, jump in. Do I'm it.
0: gonna jump in. You're I'm I've making a, that call, you're in. Yeah, I've had a lot of trouble.
2: Are so are you're gonna choose are you gonna choose gleaming the cube so you can just keep on your Christian slide? <laughs> And seeing as we've mentioned it many times, that we said we were going to do it. Great idea. You are
1: now. (laughs) Brad, Brad, stop talking, Brad.
0: Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Look, I've been struggling because I wanted to find, I had a couple of criteria this time, and I've not met any of those criteria. I wanted to pick something that was accessibly streaming, and this isn't. (laughs)
3: Uh,
0: And I also wanted to pick something Australian, and this isn't so I'll have to Ooh. I'll have to go next Is it, Reck- Is it Reckless Kelly? No, no, it's not Australian I wanted to pick Australian Oh, oh <laughs> But it. I will just put that on the list now Reckless
1: Kelly Don't worry, it's already on my list
0: <laughs> No, look I'm going to go uh, to to a pair of filmmakers that I used to love and like I still enjoy their films but this one was like not my introduction to their work but it's one of my favourites of theirs. Uh, I'm going to go. Have we done any Coen Brothers films yet? Mm. Oh, we did Big Lebowski. Yeah, and I know <laughs> Tim's upset. <laughs> we're not doing Oh Brother, we're out there, Tim. Oh, so you okay. uh, We're going to do a film uh, Tim Robbins, it's like early 90s, Jennifer Jason Lee. We're going to do a film called The Hudsucker Proxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. I'm, I love this film. It's It's been a while since I've seen it, but it's yep, super styled and it's fantastic. And it's, you know, for kids. Yeah, right. So, Which is very, very rare for the uh, Coen brothers. Who's in it? Tim Robbins. Yeah. Andy Dufresne. Um, and Jennifer Jason Leigh. And a couple of... Oh, uh, oh, Paul Newman's in it. All right. Um, they're sort of the three big ones so and then a few Mm -hmm. other people that you'd recognize you'd be like oh yeah I know that guy Uh, yeah Yeah, cool it's really good I'm a big fan so next episode so get it where you can you might have to get it off Fuzzflix or something Uh, uh, I've got it on DVD so I'm going to crank that out it's going to be
1: great yeah cool good awesome nice sounds good Uh alright Well, I think that's it. It's been great, you, th- you guys, um, and hopefully we can get a full booth next time. If Jules is, if he's not, if he's not better by well next time, then something's really up. So um, <laughs> he's dodging us. He's dodging us. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, great episode as always. We'll see everyone next episode for the HuckSucker Proxy. Be excellent, to your ears and party on, dudes. Ah. Oh.
0: And Keanu Reeves didn't turn up again.
1: Ah, damn.
0: (laughs) Never mind. Look, we'll keep inviting him to the Zooms and, and keep our fingers crossed.
1: That's it.